From the Far East to the Great West, the podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre, Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Hey, Michael. Hey there, Matthew. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, thank you. Well, thanks for welcoming me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure everybody's wondering what's been the delay, and it's uh, it's all on my back. Except uh, I do. Um, I wanted to ask. I know you've been busy. What you been doing? Oh, boy, what are we doing? Doing a lot. Uh, <laughs> I guess since the last time we talked, but uh, um, did the Dolph Lundgren film. I think we. I don't think we've recorded prior, you know, since then. Yeah, exactly. That was what just um, wanted man. Yeah, shot that in May, May twenty twenty two. So we, you know, we wrapped it right at the very end of the month, and uh, I had I got that done, and uh, I've been working on uh, another couple of uh, scripts. Um, um, good lord, we've done a bunch of. There's a couple of audio commentaries I've, I've done since then. They're actually just. They're out, or they've been announced. There's a few of them that have come out. One, some from Arrow, some from Eureka, some mm-hmm. people that love the old school kung fu films. I got a couple of them that I've got out. I got to make sure if I <laughs> I say them, I get I, the ones they've already announced. So yeah, Lady Whirlwind and uh, Hap Keto. It's a double disc. That one's out, I think, or about to come out. But I'm on that one, and uh, I did both the films. And then um, awesome. Eureka has got uh, the Marshall Club which is a classic Shaw Brothers, great film. I, I did an audio commentary with Frank Jang on all of them, actually. He and I did a number of them, and, um, and there are a few more, but I think they haven't announced them yet, so i got to keep my mouth shut. But, <laughs> uh, but those those are worked on that and a few others. Um, and, uh, in fact, I think the last time we talked, I was probably just in the middle of starting those. But, uh, you know, keeping, keeping busy yeah. and working hard and the same, you know, pulling some stuff together and it's been it's been going good man how about you what have you been up to well you know i i've been working on some stuff some 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 cool stuff but um for the most part ah. it's really just been life in the way i know so many people reach out to me all the time saying when's the next one do it Matthew. <laughs> get get it going but um yeah i've got no i don't have the cool excuses you do well, yeah, cool. Well, listen, it's a, a lot of people should know this is a, still a very grassroots kind of endeavor with you and I that we just do it for the love of it. So it's Absolutely. not like we're we're sitting around where finally we don't have to work at other jobs anymore and just do clones cast all day. Oh, yeah, <laughs> if anybody wants to fund uh, us, and, and, we would we would do it. I mean, you know, we should we should set the Patreon. <laughs> I know we've been talking about that and T-shirts and oh, yeah. mugs if people were like you know in, more interested enough. And I think you know a couple of live casts where we get people. So, you know, there's some ways for us to maybe at least push it in that direction. Who knows? Absolutely, yeah. We're I'm looking um, for you know if anybody out there wants to to reach out to me, I'm looking for someone to make a cool logo for us. Uh, and you know, obviously, I I pace tremendously well, so uh, you know, just <laughs> reach out. I just want it to be awesome. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so this one I was really excited um, after watching it because uh, I wasn't sure, you know, w- w- I-, I love that they always start with, like, the darkness. So we're about to, yeah. we're about to talk about Bruce and the Iron Finger from 1979. Um, 
It's directed by, I guess, Tomanbo, which I don't know, and I'll let Michael speak. Well, you do know. It's Tolopo, or, you know, he's... It's all the names. Well, he's the one, and we talked about this a couple of times, where he's the one that many confused with uh, Lisa Nam for some reason. Right. Even Tarantino said, oh, it's the same guy, but it's it's not. They're two different people. He's uh, Tolopo's an actor. He did, but he did do Bruce Blades' Greatest Revenge. He did Bruce and the Supreme Kung Fu, which is, you know, Fist of Fury 3. I mean, he's done a number of Bruce Plotation films, but he's also been an actor since, like, the 60s and wow. kind of a, a lanky, tall, skinny guy. But, yeah, that, this is one of his uh, his films. Cool. And this is a Bruce Lai one. And I believe in this one he actually is trying to get rid of the the Bruce moniker and just go by Hung Cho, Hung, <laughs> Ho Chung Tao. Yeah, it depends on the the print you get, right? You know, but sometimes you'll still get Bruce Lai on it. Right? They can't help get themselves. The Ojung Dao, you know? I feel like we joked about that last time. Like they'll tell him, "No, it's totally you. We're billing you. You just do your best." <laughs> and then once it's over, they're like, "Hey, Bruce, how'd you like yeah. the movie, Bruce?" <laughs> well, what copy did you watch? Um, I saw a print. It was an English print. Um, I don't know what the re- the release was. I ended up having because I do have a. a copy of it on a, a bootleg dvd but i didn't have access to a dvd player so i watched it i was watching on uh, youtube so um but it was called it was iron finger I, there's another couple versions like i you had you were mentioning that too right which is the one you you were comparing it to right like i i kind of did a side-by-side comparison to make sure the content was the same but i found one mm-hmm. that was like bruce and which one? the iron fist or something iron like, hand yeah. yeah something like that it was just better quality I didn't figure out until I think yesterday that you can rent it for a dollar on Amazon Prime, and um, that's probably better quality too. So, anyway, for anybody oh, okay. out there who wants to check it out, that's my opinion at least. Uh, the quality. Yeah, and I mean, I, I would, I would say, oh, there's a great Blu-ray coming of it, but this is one of those film prints that I was, I wasn't able to track so far. I've been able to track down, mm-hmm. so it was like one of the ones we really wanted to include uh coming up with this slate of releases and i'm not saying it's not going to happen but it's uh, at this point we're getting so close to like sort of wrapping everything up i don't know if it can fit in but we got to interview both the lead actors and and uh you know so it would have been a a perfect one to have in there but yeah yeah that's cool well yeah let's get into it um oh any other um notable people i mean i know we obviously have um uh what's his name um sorry my brain (laughs) Uh, Ku Feng, of course, uh, who we know from, you know, dozens of movies. I mean, I oh, like yeah. Classic Shaw Brothers, the Bruce Ploitation actor. Yeah. yeah. He's, an, he's another one that we were dying to get our hands on to interview. Oh, uh, you know, s- still, you never know what will happen. But, yeah, we've got him, which is great. You know, him and uh, he, you know, he's either the uh, reluctant partner of Bruce Lai, like in Dynamo, or he's the, uh, like in Soul Brothers of Kung Fu, he plays the... Uh, the multifaceted villain. Yeah. Um, the uh, cinematographer is a guy named Wu Fa Shen who who um, who shot this. He shot a number of films, but he's the, the same cinematographer that Bruce Lai would later ask to shoot or to to camp to do the camera for uh, Chinese stuntman. Bruce Lee, you know, as he directed only Bruce Bruce Lee. Bruce Lai only directed two films, and he so he got after he'd worked with him on this, he used him on um, on uh, on that one. That's awesome. And then um, I guess uh, notable, of course, is um, Bruce Leung, who we're going to talk a ton about. And, yep. um, oh, yeah, I thought it was really funny to see uh, <laughs> Lee Hoi-sung 
um, as you know, bald Captain Stubing. Of course, yeah, point. that's right. The, the Popeye yeah. <laughs> outfit. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, all right, so yeah, let's get into this. Uh, so this movie, like I was joking earlier, it started with like darkness. I was just like, oh, is it going to be one of those where like I'm going to have to like turn off all the lights in the room and turn the brightness? Yeah, to see it. Yeah, right. But fortunately, <laughs> it was a good fight. That first one. Well, yeah. that that first one, uh, the guy that's in the opening is a guy named Like Kim Holner, and and he actually, he and another actor, I forget the other actor's name, who's also in this movie, were both the corner men for Sammo Hung in Game of Death. So when Game when Sammo Hung's fighting Bob Wall, and they're in the big in the big scene in the ring, yeah. they're the two corner men for him in uh, in Game of Death. But uh, oh. on, on just on the you were about to talk about what a great fight scene it was, but I was going to point out the thing about the night scenes. In many of these films, the reason why they're difficult sometimes for me is that they they're shooting them at night, so it's actual night, and then all they're doing is basically getting like one key light that they just blast on everybody's faces, so it's like this <laughs> black, and then everybody's like blown out almost from yeah. the light. It's, it's just because they don't have time to sit around and get artful with their lighting. So just, you see them, great. All right, go. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and it is why we have such. <laughs> I could just see that it's actually very comical to picture. Well, it's a great fight, and unlike sometimes what they do when they're trying to keep the mystery going is they just, like they were doing this in the first fight, they hide the face, but right. um, it wasn't really weird, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I like I liked it in the way, you know, sometimes what they'll do is they'll just hide it in the darkness, but what I realized watching the whole film is every time the um, the enemy strikes, it's sort of this, you know, facade and darkness it's 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 almost super villainish and, and you know the thing about this movie that's kind of interesting in its balance is that um it's not a modern day kung fu movie like let's say a dynamo where it's like dealing with martial arts or you know three avengers etc it's a it, it's a more of a thriller you know in the sense of like kind of like the gold connection was you know where it's mm-hmm. like it deals with criminal activities and and kidnapping and you know lots of death and that kind of thing but at the core of it, it's still centered around Kung Fu because it's all about this finger technique and trying to decide what, what, you know, who's got this, you know, like, so there is this still core element of a Kung Fu film at the center of this thriller, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And so we had this night fight. He um, dies of a big finger hickey on his neck. Um, at the time, we don't know what it is yet. So whatever. Um, we transition over. Bruce is flying in. Uh, I'll let everyone know that hasn't seen it, or if you, I, I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't seen it, but um, he, it ends up being the <laughs> so Bruce. Don't have a, to. Yeah, it ends up being the Bruce is a cop, and I didn't get that at first. I didn't get that right. until later on in the film. So he flies in, he heads to a bar, which I love. Why is it always, it's like we want to, you know, kind of put Bruce as this, you know, a little bit of a player. You know, we knew he didn't actually, you know, we know his drug use or whatever he was doing, and but he, you know, he kind of kept this clean image, so always sending him off to the bar to sit there, and yeah, I just think and it's it flashy. They think, you know, and they always get the damn music playing, some of the worst like oh, music that does not match with their their playing. It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's, and that that scene is so weird because I know you're about to talk about it, but then it's like in the middle of this restaurant, they like go, they bring in a kung fu guy to do a demonstration. Totally, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, yeah. I made my note. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time Bruce goes in the bar at the beginning of a film, I'd have twenty dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's about right. Um, so yeah, he meets up with the like the local police chief at this place, 
um, setting up the plot. Hey, uh, it's actually a great clip. Uh, it'll come right after this. It's uh, there's a lot of murders, so you know Bruce is ready to help with the bad guys. Well, how's things? Busy? Well, lately there's less robbery, but there's been an increase in murder. Well, anything I can do to help? <laughs> Bruce, you're here on vacation. Still, we're old friends. If you like, I'll help. Let's not talk shop. This is a welcome dinner. Right? Cheers. Cheers. But then, yeah, we have this, like, this random strongman performer. So it wasn't even, like, martial arts to begin with. It was almost like he was just out there to entertain people by bending steel bars. <laughs> well, and, and that's, you know, it's interesting because this movie touches on that a little bit, which is, you know, and we've talked about this, that the, the real term of Kung Fu as it's used was really a mastery of anything, right? Oh, yeah. And so, so no, I, I mean, I'm not telling you this because you didn't know that, but I'm just pointing that out. So they, but, they, but it pops up a couple of times because then. That's a great point. So, it's, so here he's doing this demonstration, like you said. It, I mean, a guy comes in and does try to fight him at some point, you know, but you're right. It's just my demonstration is bending bars, kind of like Bob Baker and the, the Chinese connection. Yeah. But then. Later, when they're in the bedroom coming up, you know, there's that line where he brings her out of it. When they come out of the shower, he's like, well, Kung Fu is better than yours. She points at the bed and she goes, that's my Kung Fu. <laughs> you know, it's like, in other words, my mastery is in the bed, you know. So it's, it is kind of funny how that uh, becomes part of the, that's the, the lexicon point. in this. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because didn't we also have, uh, was it even Gold Connection that we're talking about? Where it had um, the acrobatics at the bar. It was like, you know, somebody just doing flips and stuff. And he ended up being. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It could have been Gold Connection. I don't... Anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's cool. yeah, it was, I think. Actually. The strong right. man was cool. Um, I liked him. Um, you know, eventually you said it. Some dude stands up and decides to fight him and he defeats him. And it's great because the next scene, this girl the that we didn't, I didn't even notice her in the bar, but. Uh, comes up to him and was like, hey, you know, I want you to be my teacher. And it's kind of what you're saying. Like, teacher? Like, does she want to do martial arts? But no. She takes him home, showers. And he apologizes for beating up her boyfriend. Yeah. She's like, very like... she's like, that's not my boyfriend. <laughs> like, you're my boyfriend or whatever. She um, she, she only did two movies, that actress. Uh, I forget her name. It's like Mas Masaki or something like that. But she just did this one and she did... Uh, which we haven't done yet, the tattoo connection, which is another, uh, right. um, which it maybe is another part of this would, this would be part of the confusion because the tattoo connection was directed by Lee Sonam. So she's did one movie for Tolo Po and one movie for Lee Sonam. Um, but, um, and then the guy, the, 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 the actor in the, um, in the bars, a guy named, uh, Samino, I think is, and he was, I remember he was in King Boxer, Five Fingers of Death, but anyways, he's, he's been around for a while. Nice. I have her as a couple of things. I, um, one thing shows her as Lee Ho Guy, and another thing shows her as Nami Masaki. So Masaki, that's yeah, it. There you yeah, go. Okay. that makes more sense. Well, yeah, that was cool. Um, so, like, you know, she's coming on to him. That was a great. Um, we'll just throw that uh, quote in here right now of the D like Kung Fu. So here you guys go. <laughs> uh, now tell me, you like Kung Fu? <laughs> Only that kind of Kung Fu. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. Who teaches who? Huh? <laughs> so then, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, somebody starts walking up the stairs of her apartments or whatever. Um, I guess we're all thinking it's the boyfriend. But, you know, he 
He looks in the wind in the door and then he punches the wall really loud and accordingly yeah. none of them can hear it but it was it was pretty funny we got the idea that somebody was very angry um, yeah they in fact they do that a lot in this which is a weird i'll just point this out because it's there's this idea of the who's the mysterious figure but there's never really a moment where they just go dun 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 here's who it is it's just sort of eventually go well we obviously can tell who it is because right. you're not trying to hide it even though you keep putting the mask on them and <laughs> I think at one and point, that, that, yeah, uh, yeah. I think at one point Bruce says it, and then like you were saying later on, they're like, "Well, who is this man in the mask?" <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh my, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. Well, so, the confusion is, is in that beginning scene you were just mentioning, is you're supposed to be drawn into thinking it was the boyfriend that was just in the because later that pays off when Bruce goes to question him. But it's, you're thinking it was the guy in the bar that just got beat up and he's like upset. And so you're then like, oh, is that the, the one? But then we realize she has several relationships in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. So um, the strong man leaves the uh, leaves the house of, of the lady of Lulu and gets killed again with the iron fingers. It was a pretty good fight, too. Um, but yeah, poor guy. Um, <laughs> Bruce comes to investigate the murder. I'll put in um, the little finger talk uh, quote here. Trachea punctured and vertebrae broken. Maybe it was caused by a gardener's fork. Not a fork. Huh? It was fingers. It's a type of kung fu. I've seen experts kill people like that. Iron finger. Well, you let me have your report as soon as you can. Right. Look at this. But I like that because, you know, he discussed, like, it's the classic, like, Quincy situation. Oh, it's this thing and this thing. And Quincy's like, no, it's definitely this. And then, of course, the end, he's right. So this is, like, the more masterful Bruce is like, oh, that's definitely iron finger technique. And the other guy's mm-hmm. like, no, I think it's a pitchfork. It was a fork. <laughs> right? yeah. Was it a pitchfork or just a fork? I don't yeah, know I don't know. That, that was some, funny, yeah. Some sort of farm device. You know, it's, what's really funny is this film is not funny. It's, like, really straight the whole time. They're, like, not trying to make... Like, in Gold Connection, we're putting a air compressor up somebody's butt. Like, in this one, they're playing it pretty straight. They're like... Well, I hate to say it, but I think the air compressor up the butt they thought was going to be a real, like, intense, <laughs> non-funny <laughs> moment <laughs> when they were making it. But, you're, yeah, you're right. There is a there's a little comedy that irks its way into into this, but I think it's more via the choreography that Bruce this is actually choreographed by Bruce Long and his brother right the two of them were the the action directors and and it kind of works its way into a little bit of the choreography occasionally yeah I have a quote somewhere in here a little note that just says why so many cigarettes in the mouth (laughs) right yeah (laughs) yeah that's where we're going um well cool so Bruce comes yeah we have the that uh he goes to um oh yeah they remember um that he pulled that cool little, the cute necklace. Um, and he thinks he remembers from the dance club that it was teacher Chen or something. So he heads off to the school and this is the guy who got beat up. Um, he has to, this was a good fight. You know, he had to fight in the hallway, which is fun. Gets inside. That was actually, uh, you get unintentionally funny that he's like, you're, it's you for sure. Look, this is your cute necklace. And the guy was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I got mine on right now. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it is an interesting moment because there's Bruce Lee's character is sort of fallible. You know, it's sort of like he kind of hides it. He's like, absolutely. Well, sorry, my mistake, my mistake. And he kind of walks out. 
Yeah, and I think, yeah, that was cool because they sort of respect him later for that too. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, so he heads over to Lulu's. Lulu. And interrogates her. She's wearing her sexy um, boob show and negligee. But Bruce yeah, very. is not playing. Which I wonder, if, yeah, I wonder if that's not like a, we don't want to believe the Betty Ting stuff. Like he wasn't a player. Bruce was straight up, you know, he doesn't. It could, it could be. I think there's also this element too in this movie. And I was going to point out in that scene you were talking about, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you can find the, I have a, a, a 35 millimeter print of the uh, trailer to this movie. Oh. And I think it's in the, the Hong Kong version of the trailer. They show that scene where she's talking to him. In the dub version, she says, what is it? Are you gay? But I oh. think in the actual... Oh, what's that? Did no, you... I'm surprised. I'm <laughs> oh. surprised. Yeah, that's crazy. They say that. I don't know if they said in the print you saw, but they but they say that. Movie. But what's funny, but by the point I was going to make is the, the subtitles in the trailer, she, I think she calls him a lesbian. <laughs> so it's kind of funny anyway. That's but, wonderful. But my point was that I think Bruce Lai's character, just like... Ku Feng's character in this are uh, like abstain, not that you know, just because he doesn't turn, he turns her away, abstains from sex, but he's there's no sexuality to, to Bruce in this. It's almost like the Kung Fu masters, they don't mess with the chicks in this, <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, I wonder if it's like they couldn't get the chicks, so they're like, let's well, just I, write that in like it's a problem. <laughs> well, well, you'll probably get to it when you talk to, but yeah. you know, there's a couple of moments when I've always found this interesting in the movie how they're doing it where. She he brings up and when you well we'll talk about it when you get to it because I don't want to follow it up but when you get to the point where Ku Fang's in there talking about his his sex thing with her oh it's but happening go ahead. it's happening right now yeah Bruce leaves okay good and then Ku Fang comes in and he's pissed and uh, one thing I missed um, is that strongman left his watch so right when, right when uh, Ku Fang comes in and he sees the watch he interrogates her and she had a great thing you know like oh it's my cousins he owed me money it doesn't matter and that was a red herring you know that was supposed to make the audience go oh he well if he had known that he you know because the guy that killed him saw he was there so he's not he's acting surprised that he found the watch right so sort of a little bit of a red herring so you go, oh maybe he's not the killer oh totally yeah. yeah that's amazing and then um she just starts coming on to him you know takes his shirt off starts giving him a back rub it was actually kind of like rubbing some cloth i don't even know but but he's right, you don't her. really know. Yeah, it was like whatever she was trying to do to get to entice him. But he said, uh, you know, this particular study of kung fu he's doing and sex could kill him. And uh, I'll I'll throw that in right here. You! Damn it! You know my kung fu stops me having sex? What are you doing? You, you want to kill me? I was going to say, yeah, you're right. And, and what's funny about that is that, you know, there's that element where he says, hey, you know, I can't have sex because this is this kung fu I'm doing. It. I absolutely have to abstain. But there's this weird and I'm not sure if this is the message they're trying to get across. But later in the film, he's working out and he's training and he like stops in the middle of it like his. And then he has to go and re- tear the clothes off of a woman and kill her. You know, right. there's this weird thing about it's almost indicated i don't want to even give the the movie makers this quite the uh, the uh, i don't want to say the intelligence but quite the idea of trying to make this a, a point in the movie but it's almost as if 
there is this weird thing that when he abstained from sex and his martial arts became his sex, that it started driving him crazy into this weird like no, state. I mean, it's I so weird. I think you're totally right. No, and I think I think they did mean to do that. It's like he just it's like a Viagra commercial. Like it's, <laughs> it's like you better go get yourself something because if you can't get it up, you're going to end up killing ladies. Yep, yep. Dude, it was amazing. <laughs> All right, well, um, yeah, uh, Kung Fu could kill him. That was great. Uh, Bruce meets the teacher from the beginning. Uh, I, I didn't catch his name, but, it, you know, it's the dojo he went to where we had our second fight. Um, and that's where he finds out somebody else is teaching the iron finger technique, uh, and his name is Wu Pao. So, Wu Pao. Yeah, Wu Pao. <laughs> <laughs> we, we cut to the dojo, and I was assuming it was going to be Wo Pao, but I don't even know this guy's name. Everyone's just hitting this dude to show how strong he is. Like, you know, like he almost has the armor that we know the guy, you know, that was murdering people has. So right away I'm thinking this is the guy. But I don't think he, in that clip it was Wu Pao. I think it's Wu Pao's underling, the other mustachio guy that's a little younger. Right, and that is at the – they're at, yeah. yeah it's t- it's too many people <laughs> but bruce comes over you know he's got this fake uh you know reference letter that he wants to become a teacher um you know he's just going to infiltrate and then there's this dude with a yellow jumpsuit is this guy Bad Addy's, yeah Addy's, sorry, yeah we, well, we see him all over the place he's got a right. famous shot in enter the dragon actually when i think bruce is fighting o'hara where they cut to his his face because he's got that eye and it's a little <laughs> off and it's a very famous shot in Air of the Dragon but yeah he's all over the place I love that yeah. and what's funny about that scene because they fight and I I mean again I don't I'm not too reading into this nor do I think anybody should but it, it's funny because on what you were talking about earlier here you have Bruce Live fighting somebody else in a yellow tracksuit totally. right it's almost like he's fighting the uh, it's not full on game of death but it's it's not that far off Right. And which is funny because afterwards I'm thinking, oh, yellow jumpsuit man. And then Bruce de- defeats him. But the like, you know, um, Wu Pao and crew are like, he couldn't even beat yellow jumpsuit yeah. guy. It's like, what? <laughs> anyway, that made, me, that made me laugh. Like, I guess that's something I bring up pretty often is how Bruce was pretty much um, infallible, like, indestructible in every film he did like sure he'd get some cuts on the chest or a punch or get something right but for the most part he's coming in you know it's telling a story in the ends, it's always like well here's another bruce oh yeah and he just yeah no it looks like bruce isn't doing so well in fact i won't spoil but we'll get to the ending and it's something else that never happens in bruce lee movies (laughs) yeah well yeah and then and but that moment is uh it's kind of interesting, and you get to see a little Bruce's Bruce Lai's working a little of his Wing Chun center line fighting in this. So it's it's kind of nice that they include that in there because it uh, it distinguishes him from Bruce Lung, especially later, especially later in the film when when they start kind of working together. Yeah, I thought it was cool because the next scene we cut to is the iron finger technique, and um, it's actually a student of student of Bruce Lung. Um, and he's, you know, it's it's these dummies with little dots all over them. So, you know, you understand the pressure point thing that's always been really yeah. big in these films. Um, but when they flip back to him, he's like, uh, or, or I guess it's coming in a minute or two, but I want to create the connection now. They're showing these, they're actually like, they're like dummies from like a clothing store. And they've got stickers all over them. And you got to figure out your fingering to learn the finger technique. But then they show the 
the studio he's going to have, and it's just got a wooden dummy, which, you know, it's classic Wing Chun. Yep, classic Wing Chun. There you go. So, uh, cool. So we go outside. There's some stick fighting. Yeah, this is where Bruce has to battle the dude to prove he can become a teacher, and that was pretty great. Because he actually says to him, do you want to fight with sticks or fists? And Bruce says, I love that. <laughs> but also, I'm afraid I'll hurt you. And the dude was like. Yeah, and, the, and then what's great about that is the the pacing of it. Because he goes, oh, I guess I'll use fists. He goes, but I'm afraid I'll hurt you. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a great pause. You think he's saying, I'm afraid. But then he says, I'll hurt you. <laughs> so it's, it was really well done. Yeah, that was really good. And then, yeah, he totally beats him beyond and has to, like, helps him up, apologizes, you know, kind of thing. That was cool. Uh, so, yeah, he gets to – I don't talk much about – I mean, my notes, I kind of ignored the daughter and the the right. student of the finger guys. There's, like, a slight romance thing going on there, and I don't even care. Right, that's uh, Wang, Wang Kuang Yu. He, he's uh, – he, uh, just a point about him a little bit, the one that plays the love interest. First off, he's so funny because he's such a, like, effeminine sort of a little bit, like – kind of cow almost cowering guy that's such, and then she's such a little bit of an oddball anyways that they're, there's only like really one scene that they're in together and right. then it's just sort of fades off like it's whatever before she she ends up dying but um he it's just there's such a strange relationship but he 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 has appeared if you go through all the shaw brothers classics he's always in them like vengeance and the heroic ones and the valley of the fangs and the chinese boxer etc 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 i mean he is like all over Shaw Brothers movies, so he was uh, pretty prolific in those days. But I think this is the only Bruce exploitation film that he ever did. Wow, yeah, that's cool. Um, well, cool. Yeah, so uh, let's see. Uh, Bruce starts. Yeah, he gets <laughs> he gets his place. No, I think that's really neat because what it actually made me pause on is it made me think. I got to look it up. Was he ever the hero? Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Good point. That, yeah. That, I like, can't remember, but yeah, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, okay, so. Yeah, Bruce starts investigating, and he starts going through people's pockets, but eventually he sneaks in and meets the master. And the master is just this listless, shaking, smiling with his shaking head dude in bed. <laughs> it was really funny, because they made a big deal out of it. Like, I guess the whole point was that Bruce was to realize as a cop that the dude's probably being drugged or something like that. I don't know. Right. So then we get to the daughter and the that this guy, the iron finger guy. And, uh, yeah, they decide to try to like brutalize him and do something to the daughter, which is weird too. Cause like, that's the master's kid. Like this is not going to last, but right. There's that weird moment. Cause Bruce Lai steps in to help and, and she's being held by the students of her father. essentially. Right. Yeah. And then, and then when the guy runs out, Bruce Lee's face in Kufang and he's like, you dare turn on the, you know, the students of your teacher. And I'm kind of thinking, well, you were actually holding his daughter hostage. So, but he just sort of kind of goes, okay, yeah, you can take it. Take, uh, he show, throws the, what does he pull out the necklace or something? Yeah, he's like, you want your him. necklace back? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so the Iron Finger guy was the yellow, in the yellow jumpsuit guy had to fight. Yeah, so he offers the pretty necklace to the dude again. <laughs> I say it's a pretty necklace because, you know, it's got glass. It looked nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, the yeah, the daughter, I thought she was really into Bruce. You know, she's chasing him outside, like, don't go and all this. And Right. Turns and, out she's got, yeah. 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 Well, they, they sort of spilled that, the beans on her earlier because, remember, when he's talking to Bruce Long, when we meet him, he's going, yeah, the 
father will never let me near his daughter. And so we kind of knew that totally. earlier on. Totally. Yeah. yeah, that kind of just fiddled out and it didn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wondered if the poison plot would make it anywhere and it didn't really, did it? I don't remember them ever really. I don't remember ever seeing the dad again. The de- no, he was just sitting in that that yeah. Uh, yeah, that in that it. room getting yeah. worked on, and then he makes the comment like, "I think he's doing the wrong, you know, like the wrong acupuncture on your dad." Kind of almost like implying he's gonna, you know, he's trying to kill him off so he can take over the school or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the next scene is the scene you brought up, which is just hilarious because I'm just like, I, it's what? It's just this woman walking down the street, and this dude jumps out in front of her and rips the back of her dress off. Then rips the front of her dress off, and then just goes ahead and kills her. <laughs> yeah, which and then that's is... that sexual frustration yeah. moment, you know, where he was just working out on the the Wing Chun dummy, sort of the modified version of it anyway, and then he just stops, like his hands, like it's like I gotta find a woman and kill her. Oh, you're right, and <laughs> I'm so glad you it's brought so that. So weird. Up. I don't have a note on that, but you're right. It was like a it was like a wooden dummy, but it had dots on it, so you could mm-hmm. almost wing chun your iron finger. But yeah, he gets yeah. O- overwhelmed with kung fu juices in him, and he yeah has to go murder the shit out of her. Then again, the mask is on, like as if we're going, "Who is that?" <laughs> you know, but it's they're like. At this point, it's, like, so obvious. That was the moment, right? Like, we knew it was him anyway. But then suddenly he shakes, goes out, a woman gets killed. And then there's a big deal. I'll throw the quote in here right now. Well, now, according to the report, they don't think the victim was raped. I guess they must be right. If she'd been raped, I'm pretty certain that some of her clothing would have been torn. Captain. She died of those neck injuries, some sort of sharp instrument. Or the iron finger. The doctor thinks it was some kind of metal fork. But yeah, so killed, not raped. And I think that's a big deal. And they make a point of that later. They actually make a point of that later, right? And the next thing, the police officer goes, sounds like she was raped. And he goes, well, if she was raped, all of her clothes would have been torn off or yeah. something like that. To yeah. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so then um, Bruce goes to meet uh, the other Bruce. Well, Mr. Bruce Leung, um, Iron Finger guy, I guess I'll call him. Um, they have a fight when he thinks he's a <laughs> cop, which we don't know why yet. So it's supposed to be a red herring again that we think we got our guy. Yeah, I liked his yep. red jumpsuit. I thought, hey, as long as, you're, as long as we're playing these games. I mean, we've seen blue. We've seen yellow. Red's... Red's usually the bad guys. It's just probably why they don't. Red's play. the Bruce Lee and Longstreet. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's it. Yeah, I love it. Um, they fight a little bit in the dojo, and then um, the the student comes in and tries to break him up. They fight out on the roof. Yeah. And then we find out that. It's. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah good... it's another one of those we fights we talk about, which is the fight and run kind of sequence where they fight for a little while in one spot, then they run for a little bit, and they fight in another spot, then they run for a little bit. Totally. And then the, finally they, they ended on that roof, which is where they brought in some comedy again there, right? You know, I mean, when the guys, the student keeps trying to get between them, there yeah. was a lot of like Jackie Chan-ish moments within that uh, fight sequence between the two of them. Yeah, there's a great one, right, where he runs and jumps between their, like, ultimate punch at each other. Oh, yeah, slow motion. Yeah, Yeah. he takes them both, like, one in the gut and one in the head or whatever, and he flies back. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the choreography in this is pretty good. I mean, it's there are a couple of moments where it's like, whatever, but 
but um, you know, the lungs get behind it, you're always going to get something special. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love the rooftop fight and the yeah the the little bit of Jackie comedy. We find out that he's actually helping some girls versus you know the bad guys, you know, trafficking or whatever is going to be revealed later. Right. Um, whatever. But yeah, they're not the murderers. <laughs> so, but what they say is that Leong says. Wu Pao is the killer. You know, he's pretty much Wu Pao is the only guy we know, and he's the one who always beats me, and he's kind of a douche. So we double establish that Wu Pao is the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, Leung and his pal, um, they fight dudes from the school. Uh, they win. Um, you know, they came in and just started challenging them. Like, you guys are always. I don't even know what the point was except to have another cool fight. Well, and it's funny because they, it's Bruce, you know, Lung and Bruce Lai are up the top of the roof talking, and then all of a sudden, Bruce Lung says, to "Bruce Lai, he goes, oh wait, somebody just broke into my school. See you later." And he's like, "Okay, man, see ya. That's our <laughs> we'll deal with it." Right, and I was like, "Where's Bruce?" Because you know, our yeah. Bruce could have come down and you know helped out. Yeah, but... our Bruce. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I guess that was just a way to kind of work him out of a another fight scene he wasn't there for that day. Totally, I love that. Um... Yeah, the the cops figure out that uh, Wu Pao is with Lulu, so that's starting to tie things together. We now have motive, if you follow Columbo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Leung teaches Bruce about the potential weak points in the iron figure. I thought that was cool. Well, now, the master once told me, even an expert like who has got to have one weak point. I know, but still, we don't know where his weak spot is. Mm. There's only four. And those are, in turn, forehead, eyes, breast, temple. Uh, all we have to do is to try them out, one at a time. Because it actually comes back later. I wasn't wondering how they were going to do it, and I think they did a pretty good job. I guess we'll talk about that in the final fight. Oh, anyway, glasses back on. Uh, which is awesome. <laughs> okay, uh, and then, um, yeah, we have, like, some weird sort of, like, it kind of gets slow for a while. Like, Wu Pao's on the phone. Um, he's like, yes, things can happen. It's a lot of, like, just filming the phone. We see um, a plane oh, yeah. fly down. A bunch of people get off with a suitcase. Um, yeah, it was just weird. But finally, uh, Lulu and the crew come to pick up some girls that have had been trafficked in. They were opening a new door to this whole syndicate that we're, like, sort of not aware of at this point. Right. It's all just out of the blue. Like, we didn't need him to be an actual criminal. He's already just a murderer. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's also criminal elements going on, too. Um, so it's actually a pretty good fight. Lulu and crew get the girls, and they drive them somewhere. And then um, I guess it's Wu Pao's guys try to come and take the girls. I don't even know whose guys those were. I think they. Well, were... I think those are. The, I think it's just the other criminal syndicate that owned the the women. You know that, that okay. they grabbed them from. They're just sort of like coming in. Just other bad guys that want them back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, and then it's a great scene, right? So she wins. They drive off. She she keeps the girls. Next scene, it's just some dude and Lulu, and she's like, "I'm gonna ride you like a horse. Get down on oh my hands and knees." Yeah. And she does. Yeah, she that, rides him like a horse. 
Um, it's a, exactly. It's a very disturbing scene. I don't know how much any of you have ever wanted to see um, some guy's butt cheeks getting slapped by Lulu, but hey. If well, and it continues on because he's got to then <laughs> fight Ku Fang in a Speedo. Oh, he sure does. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. this is the first time she puts out a cigarette in somebody's mouth. So she just, like, out of the blue, throws it in there. He spits it out. He's still ready for love. But, yeah, Wu Pao finds her uh, and him. And it's really funny because I think he's going to escape. She's like, just run. And he goes outside, and he's, he's wearing the smallest black underwear I've ever seen. Well, not the smallest, but you get the idea. But then uh, he can't figure out how to escape the place. So, of course, here comes Wu Pao and uh, the end of Underwear Man. <laughs> and then he goes inside and he uh, also beats uh, I guess he technically well he beats the shit out of Lulu to the point that I think later on we, we, we'll, well, we'll get there I suppose um, I, I hope I took a note there that at one point we come back to Lulu yeah I've got it here So, but yeah he beats the heck out of Lulu which is just terrible um, then Bruce gets home he's got a couple yeah, bags yeah. of groceries and we get uh, a cool stairway hallway fight which I always think is cool you know, they, unfortunately, I'm, I'm always, like, so um, concerned with the groceries. <laughs> like, I know, like, oh, did you waste all that? Yeah, food? who's going to pick that? I mean, can he still eat it later when he gets back from the fight? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it went to the crew afterwards. They totally. Just got the free vegetables. Yeah, whoever cleaned the, up uh, the beads. <laughs> <laughs> one of the guys that's in that fight scene, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name, but he's the... Uh, he was the henchman to to Roy Chow in Tower of Death, and he's been, he's been around a lot. But uh, he, I think it was in the Hot Cool and the Vicious. But anyway, oh, nice. so yeah, I love that. Uh, it was a good fight. Um, again, like you said, hallway chase, street mm-hmm. fight. He finally gets one of them and beats him up enough that he's like, "Who was it?" And this is the so multiple times in this film we have the person that's like beat up, but they talk like this for a minute or two and then uh, expired. Now talk, or I'm gonna hurt you. Why'd you do this? Someone, someone paid us, paid us to kill you. Who? It, it, it was who? Where is he? At Central Auto Plant. classic it's like straight out of like the 50s yeah it is and this is what happens with her lulu coming up too, yeah you know, it's exactly like, so you always get out just enough info yeah right and in this case it was it was who i believe hu and uh, and he's at the central auto plaza which i thought was awesome okay so we're at the awesome car plaza which was i feel like the same junkyard kind of thing we had in a movie a couple back do you remember that it's like they hid there. Oh, it was Gold Connection as well. What's so, that? Oh, this, yeah. The same. I wonder if it was the same. It's not. It feels like a junkyard or more like a, a place for storing tractors. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they love those. I mean, the tattoo connection has them. I don't know if it's a Bruce Long thing, but yeah, there's those old. Right. Yeah. It was the, you were thinking about the scene with the bus, the yeah. whole sequence in the middle of the thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They love those old. You know, the the very like. They're very gangster you know. It's just oh, got that yeah. feeling of, like, nobody's here, you know. We're going to, you know, <laughs> it's very, very notable, those empty, vacant totally. plots. And we need shit to climb on. 
Yes, we do. We do. That's true. Good camera angle. So Captain Steubing, as I said, (laughs) is here. Or maybe Picard because he's bald. I don't know. But he's he's wearing his Popeye outfit, as you pointed out. And uh, there's a pretty good fight. Uh, You know, Mr. Clean and he's got a pipe and, and they just jump all around trying to kill each other. Until actually Bruce gives poor um what's his uh i can't get his name in this i guess it was i don't know his name anyway lee hoi saying he gets a a, a uh traumatic, lee Hoi-Sang, yeah yeah traumatic yep. head injury there <laughs> his reaction when you watch that scene his it's reaction amazing. to getting hit in the head is so great it was amazing yeah, classic i feel like that's like one of the top moment. moments for me just his like oh, it was amazing yeah, he keeps going with it it's great so he finds a, a hotel key on him in his sock, and he heads to the hotel, finds this dude's wife, starts pretending he's a friend, interrogating her. And once he gets the info he wants, he's like, it's a, it's actually a really good scene, too. Just a good quote. But he's like, okay, well, listen, I'm sorry. I'm actually from the police, and I'm afraid your husband is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I murdered the shit out of him a few moments ago, and here I am, but... But yeah, you're you're coming to the police station, and you're gonna give give us the goods. <laughs> so he gets there with her, and he gets called over to another murder, and uh, we know which one this one is. It was uh, Mister Tidy Blackies. He's dead, and this is where we get the Lulu doing the the dying dog thing. <laughs> the, uh, it was. Oh yeah, right. It was the Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> the Undertaker. <laughs> Uh, and here, I'll throw in Lulu's dying speech. Papa! He killed! 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 Lulu, do you know where Hu Pao is now? I could guess. He's gone abroad. I, I know. He, he had some girls from Vietnam. Refugees, and he landed to sell them. Send them to the Philippines. Maybe he's going there. On a ship? Yes. yes. And which pair? Kwai Chung. So there it is. She's dead. Um, I love this next one, too, the container yard. Is this the same container yard from, like, I don't know, 20 films ago where we had? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it must just be, you know, somewhere out there there's just this big container yard. and they let it, let I mean, I'm sure it. there's a number of those places out there, but it wouldn't be surprised if there's one that usually is easy to shoot at, you know. Yeah. One thing I thought was funny is that so we get out there and they're doing some more, um, you know, trafficking <laughs> of women. But it's funny, they're like, it's like the women have a choice of where they can walk or go. But they're like, no, go this way. And the girls are all struggling a little bit. And it's like, give me a Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, okay, so Bruce confronts Wu Pao. Uh, there's another situation where somebody gets a cigarette in the mouth. <laughs> but yeah, right, now we, yeah, we're at the big finale. So Bruce Leung and, and Bruce Lai are both Bruce going Lai. separate. And... I feel like Bruce's fight was a little more straightforward. It was a lot more just kind of punch and kicking. But Leung had like some 
stick grabbing, some stick hitting. You know, he did the he's doing the wacky stuff, the cigarette in the mouth. Yeah, he was giving him. He was definitely giving himself some like very elaborate, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> sort of over the top um, action to do. Where, like you said, Bruce Lai is a lot more straightforward. Wing Chun, kick, punch, kick, punch, and uh, you know, just and maybe that was to distinguish the two of them. But it's uh, he was definitely giving himself, you know, what he's good at, you know, and he is good. And he keeps and you watch him; he keeps doing that he, the threatening finger pose, you know, where it goes above his head. Back most yeah. of the artwork in the the Hong Kong poster, the U.S. poster. I have a gigantic Italian poster for this movie. I mean, it's a huge poster. It's like seven feet tall. Whoa. And um, and he's in that pose also. It was like a famous pose used for the uh, for all the uh, advertising. I love that. Which, you know, in that way, he gave himself more. Like, that should have been Bruce's stuff. He's throwing guys off the containers. He's, he's doing that thing. He laid on the ground. He had them both by the balls. You know, it was like all these, like, really extravagant sort of fight stuff. And then they go back yeah. to Bruce, who's just kind of barely keeping it going with Wu Pao. Well, <laughs> fortunately, Leong and Bruce team up for the big finale. And this is where we come back to the finding his weak spot. And it's a lot of back and forth, but there's a one point where they both get him and they try all the different spots. And fortunately, they finally find it. I think it was his temples. They got him in his temples and his like all of his like kung fu juice just disappeared out of him and he, he got himself that was it yeah but then yeah. And, and and that that fight scene actually with ku feng compared to and i mean in general you can say that this is usually the case but um compared to the fight scenes with all the the, the henchmen was a lot shorter you know it's 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 not like the henchmen bang 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 you go through a few and then you fight ku feng for 10 minutes there's it's almost like it was the opposite in a way right. Yeah, you, I guess suppose it's more interesting that way because we have had those fights in these where it's kind of long because they want both actors to have their representation and stuff. So sometimes we get some long, and I guess cutting it up with the more cheesy stuff is like you know, yeah. Um, cool. And then I thought it was interesting. The final thing they actually put handcuffs on him, and then um, it's. It's Leung who does the final, like, punch in the stomach. Like, he's just so pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of added. I mean, it's a little comedic, but it's almost like, yeah, you're right. Like, like Lai has taken the approach, the professional approach of putting you in handcuffs, got you in handcuffs, but Leung's got that one last, oh, I'm going to get you, you know. Mine's more emotional. <laughs> oh, that's a great poster. Um, yeah, absolutely. I just, yeah, I thought it was funny. It's like the, the final sucker punch, the putting the pin in the whole thing. It's over. Like, we've had so many like that, like, gosh, you know, usually they end, almost always the, the bad guy dies, or the bad guy gets killed. Right, terribly. right. Right. This is one of the first cases where it's just like, nope, he's actually going to jail. Yeah, they take that that uh, that route, and that's, um, it's kind of interesting, because most of the Hong Kong films that are modern-day films will deal with that. They either will die, or they'll be arrested. You know, I mean, yeah. the cops... Like you watch all of Bruce Lee's films, and the cops show up at the end of each um, of, the, of each one of those films. The big boss, they showed up at the end. They were at the end of Fist of Fury. They show up at the end of Way of the Dragon. They show up at the end of Enter the Dragon. Even if you watch the um, Hong Kong version of uh, Game of Death, uh, the night, you know the '78 version that Robert Klaus did, there's a shot with the cops showing up at the bottom of the Red Pepper restaurant. So they, there was something that had to do with the the police 
sort of when there's a lot of mayhem going on in a movie that they I think the government was like didn't frown on as much as long as there was some authority in there at the end. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, anyway, cool movie. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's a little dark, like you said, and it's a little more of a crime element, Bruce exploitation. But at, like again, at its core, it's a definitely it's like a mysterious kung fu killer, <laughs> you know, using utilizing martial arts as the as the the center element of all these guys and what they're investigating and all that stuff. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I love it. All right, well, um, you know, I did not do my due diligence. I have a couple of voicemails, and unfortunately, they'll have to wait for the next episode. Okay. Um, I'm, right. I tried, guys, uh, but I can't, you know, yeah, no, I was going to say, maybe I'll put together something and send to Michael, and you could respond, but no, I'll just save them for the next one, which is coming not so far away next time. So I'll ask, uh, I already asked you what you were doing, but do you have any particular Bruce exploitation news? Uh, anything? Oh, well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't really give a review or anything, but I, I can tell for people that are listening that if you get a chance to look up, um, to look up at, uh, what is it called? I'm sorry, I've got to get the name. It's Gold Ninja Video. Gold Ninja Video, it's run by this uh, guy, I'm blanking on his name, but he just sort of does these public domain uh, releases of films, but he uh, not, I mean, they're obviously not all public domain because I can tell you what I'm about to talk about is not really public domain. But he, um, but he does them with. It looks like he's getting new transfers of some of the films, and he's mostly horror and cult movies. But in this case, he has done the Iron Dragon Strikes Back or the Gold Connection, as we were we kept talking about. And oh it's yeah, a, a Blu-ray. It's going to be lim- It's limited to eight hundred. Um, so they'll probably eventually sell out. So good to, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know how long it'll take, but uh, it's got special features. It's got a commentary by Will Sloan and Justin, um, can't really read his last name, of the Important Cinema Club. It's got the best of Bruce's, a conversation about Bruce Lai. It has all the rules that must be broken, the career of director, Kong Chi Hung, which I'm assuming is they're talking about Tolo Po. Yeah. And a bonus feature, it's got the Llama Avenger, the three Avengers, it says. I Now, oh, yeah. it says the main feature is 235. It's from apparently from um, a new uh, 2K, um, a 2K transfer, uh, a scan, 2K scan of this, uh, the, the film. But I don't know if the Llama Avenger as well. It might be a, it might be a, an original scan. It doesn't really say it is, so I'm assuming it's just going to be some, they found a decent version of it somewhere but anyways iron dragon strikes back gold ninja video it's for a name like gold ninja you would assume it would be a lot of kung fu movies but so far it isn't uh but it, it looks like it could be a cool disc so i'll uh you know i'm gonna go through it maybe next time we talk i'll have seen it. it's got a little booklet inside called cool. bruce lie the man the myth by will sloan and you know cool i like you know it's fun to see I mean, granted, I, I know it's not maybe necessarily all on the up and up. He probably didn't get the try and get the rights for the gold connection. But I will say as a fan of these movies <laughs> that I'm glad somebody's grabbing a hold of it uh, since this was yeah. one of the ones we did not get. Um, more did, you know, more so is better, right? Cool. More, 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 yeah. more. Please. Thank you. Yeah, more, more that, you know, that are being done and given some, some care and love so we can yeah. get, you know, like original aspect ratios and that kind of thing you know the the extras are fun you know great if you got something to add or talk or you got an interview or something i think that stuff's great but it's i think the movies in the end are what we really want to try and save and, and preserve the most possible so. 
Yeah, you got it. Well, like I and, said, um, I, I failed us all um, with that. Um, but you can still leave a voicemail, and I will maybe next episode we'll have like three of them if you call in as well. Four two four two five seven zero three four four. So, uh, Michael, what is our next one? Have you thought? Uh, about I have not thought about it. you. Actually, got me cold, but nah, we um, we right. were just talking about. Um, we were just talking about it, so now it's jumping into my head, and we might as well. I guess we could follow up on it if you want to do the tattoo connection. We can always do oh, that. I've always been interested in that one, and I've saved yeah, it because not, I wanted it to happen. Heavy, yeah, right. Not heavy Bruce exploitation, but Bruce Long is the choreographer. He does all the fight scenes. Lee Sonam directed it. It's Jim Kelly, you know, who's doing a bit of his Bruce Lee imitation in it. But uh, it'll be interesting to do it, maybe just to find those elements that we talk about you know, regarding Bruce Lee's influence, because it, it, it does show through the film, you know, so I love you know, that. Worth, it might be worth doing. Yeah, I love it. Um, cool. Yeah. And actually, I was thinking in this one, this one doesn't have a lot of Bruce Lee-isms. I mean, obviously, we have the dumb stuff like the, the jumpsuits. But, you know, Bruce Lee was not trying to do it. He wasn't flicking his nose. You know, he was actually when anytime he'd do his stance, it was a completely different style. I don't know. I feel like. Uh, yeah, no, no, you're right. He was pulling it back. And, you know, I'm sure he was happily doing that. So it's um, it uh, for a movie that would put two sort of Bruce Lee imitators, even though Bruce Long is sort of only did one major movie with, uh, you know, the dragon lives again. That, right. that He gets sort of associated with that to put them together in a film together and, and not like maybe push that angle, but we were, we're getting a little later in the, uh, you know, in the, in the, the genre. So it was, they were like hinting at it and throwing bits and pieces in, but trying to find ways of, of the, you know, of, uh, evolving. That's a great genre. point. So. By 79, they must've been so tired of the same shtick. I mean, people were right. They're like, come on, you guys got to do something a little different. And that's, I think that's why this is more of a, a crime movie slash like you said it's it's sort of funny it's like a crime movie but it's so it concentrates so much on styles of martial arts mm-hmm. and martial yeah. arts schools yeah 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 i mean they were you know they were pretty much at the tail end of doing the sequels to lee's movies or doing movies about bruce lee or doing movies you know that were some relate i mean that that was a good five the first four to five years that's what you had and then and, then it sort of evolved into a little bit of a hybrid as we, we've talked about before from 78 to, you know, the early eighties, you were getting a number of films where Dragon Lee was still doing it. And, and Bruce Lee, they still had a few, but it, you know, it was, we're talking, this genre was like 10 years yeah and it, it was 10 years of different, you know, levels of being Bruce exploitation, but you know, this was moving into new territory, but it's, it's good. You know, it's, it's always good to, I mean, I think, and we've spoken about this before, I think Bruce Lai transcended the genre, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like one of the things when I wrote the, the the book, originally when I started writing, you know, I was working on this book for 10 years, you know, when I originally started writing it, I had broken it up into three major categories, but then there was a bunch of subcategories in the book. It was basically on Bruce Lai, Dragon Lee and Bruce Lee. And then by the time I got later into it and had a chance to meet people and, and get more interviews and all that stuff, I had realized that I was doing a disservice to the genre the same way I talk about it, which was it should not be about those three guys and then the others as being the definition of 
Bruce Ploitation because mm-hmm. Bruce Ploitation is so beyond just those guys playing Bruce Lee in the films. It was into tone. It was into story ideas. It was in you know so many different things. So eventually, I had to go re back, uh, go re back, go back and and copy edit the book and change it so it was a more chronological history of the films rather than which I think is more how I followed it, like we were just talking about, where I can see it yeah. changing through time. That was more representative to what what were were what I look at the genre as rather than oh just because Bruce lies in it it's a Bruce Ploitation film because it's not I mean there's some films of his that you barely would call Bruce Ploitation you know right. so anyways yeah that's brilliant no and that's so cool and that's a good way to think of it I mean I I almost want to revisit all the ones I've watched and and kind of look at it chronologically and see like how we like you said in the early days it's just <clears throat> wow. 24 7 right no i did a whole chapter of of, it's probably like 35 pages just on that evolution and and examples of it like you know and uh it's clear it's not like i'm trying to like let me think of something cool i can make up out of all this i mean it's it's very obvious when you watch it and look at it so it's um anyways but yeah you're right if you were to look at it that way it would would definitely click on you yeah let me ask so one other bruce maybe bruceism is is the idea that uh, that Bruce Lai is wearing like his blue? He always dressed nice, like everybody else is dressed either in like training gear or they're oh, they're just poorly. But he's always wearing like his cool blue jacket. He always just looks suave, right? And isn't that yeah. sort of like when we look at the candid pictures of Bruce? Like that's something we all right. You're up. you're hitting the yeah. The, you're hitting it on the nose. It's it's there is versions of bruce lee that we all remember you know and one of them is bruce lee the celebrity right it's yeah. the guy that you would see sitting in the airport with the sunglasses and the you know the, the flare you know flared out collars and you know that isn't that is a an image of us with of bruce lee so that yeah you know that's where you get and that's why you get like bruce lee does that all the time he's always walking with the high heel shoes and the totally. sunglasses he's always doing not bruce lee in one of his movies but the Bruce Lee that we knew outside of his movies, you know? Yeah. So, and you're right in a sense in this one, it's kind of how Bruce Lai is playing it. Cause he, he doesn't really dress up in a Kung Fu outfit or, a, right. yeah. you know, or a tracksuit. <laughs> oh, well, that's cool. I mean, I just think that is part of that evolution too. It's like, well, what are we doing anymore? We're just trying to remember how fucking cool he was and yeah. <laughs> have like cool movies. Like, I mean, I think that's all we all want. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Well, thank you, my friend. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Tattoo Connection. And guys, this, uh, uh, this, like I said, will uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna endeavor to get us back on a monthly uh, clones cast. So thanks for sticking in with us and continually reaching out. And we've got some fun stuff planned too. I mean, like Michael was saying, I think we'll do some good live stuff like we were doing before. But maybe we we focus more on um, some retrospective and get some some. Um, you know, input from you guys and all that. So just keep listening in. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd love to actually do a live one sometime where people can like talk to us while we're doing it. Yeah. You know, it might be kind of fun and we can get that, you know, get that going. So we'll, we'll give a couple things some tries down the, down the, uh, the Bruce Road. I love it. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. All right. Thank you, Matthew. Tate. See you, everyone. Bye.